Yes, Mina. Yo, what's up, Phil? Welcome to the quarantine cast. Wow, it's such such an honor to be on here. It's so it's so great to hear your loud, belligerent voice in my ears. <laughs> That's totally meant in a good way, by the way. I know you did. How are you doing? I'm doing real good. I'm doing real good. I had a really productive day. I got a lot of stuff done. And uh, yeah, I'm ready to sleep. But before, <laughs> I'm too hyped. I'm too hyped for this quarantine cast to go to sleep, Phil. Oh, shit. That's what's up. Yeah. So uh, you're one of those people that, uh, you know, you're always productive. You're always, you know, you go to fucking Hogwarts, okay, a.k.a. Cambridge. And um, yes. so how long did it take for you to, like, really notice the quarantine? Because I know I didn't at first. Dude, to be, I'm going to be really honest with you. I was, it's still not registered with me fully yet. Because yeah. I've completely created my own reality bubble. And mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like, I'm in a place where I'm supposed to have exams month, next month anyway. And I've got a lot of exciting projects coming off the ground anyway. So the fact that I'm at home, I've got my own in-house chefs being the famalam. And uh, like, I'm just, I was just going to be working anyway. Like my whole plan was self-isolate anyway. So yeah. I'm just, to be, I, to be honest, like I'm just so delighted that I have all of this time to work on my projects now. Like the only, the only like thing about the quarantine that really hit me is uh when I hear stuff about the news or like my friends are like this or that and I'm just like you know I'm on my path I'm getting my stuff done um but something quite cute actually just happened in the UK so I, I don't really watch much news so I found it out for my family but they were like so our national health service basically we were told on the news that everyone in the UK should go outside at 8 p.m to clap for them for all of the amazing work that they're doing what go we were all outside, just like standing on our own corners of the streets. Hashtag social. Yes. Happy. Hey, I don't know if you're like moving around or walking around, but uh, you're breaking up. A yeah. Bit. You were just staying outside. Yeah. But I mean, it, it's, it's times like that where you're like, this is really cute. And then you're like, oh, yes, we're all under quarantine. I see. <laughs> but other than that, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just getting stuff done, man. Oh, no, I know, man. I, uh, you know, I mean, when you work 12 hours a fucking day, um, from home Sounds anyway, better. already, you know, you just don't really notice all that much. But, um, I would yeah. have to say last night was the first moment I had where I was like, okay, I'm fucking bored. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I just, I hit up one of my, uh, one of my homies, uh, I met in boot camp uh, with Derek and we, we had a nice little chat and, uh, it was all good. It was all good. But um, what else, girl? Um, so how is your, uh, how's your mastermind doing? Uh, my mastermind? My mastermind is doing great. Um, I'm getting a lot of new people. And I think that, I mean, the, the great thing about being online right now is that there's so much more internet traffic and people are bored in their homes. So I've got yeah. quite a lot of friends who are digital marketers who are like, so happy because they're like my ad is getting so many more clicks oh i got two hundred thousand clicks today um and because there's so much internet traffic so i mean for for me my masterminds are going fantastic i'm getting more people in and um, i'm really really excited to be launching high status blueprint with greg um as well and um yeah so just we've just been working man we've just been working and i'm just so hyped i mean i think dude that's what's up 
because uh, I noticed that Greg's call had a lot more people on it recently. I was like, yeah. whoa, dude. Like, I mean, I yeah. have, bro, I've, been, I've been dragging a little bit of ass. Okay. I haven't quite been able to make those calls, but nonetheless, mm. I'm, I'm, of course, never missing a day of my calls, right? I do my live trading Zoom call with all my clients every morning, 920 yeah. Eastern U.S. time. Um, nice. You know, never miss a day of that, but. The uh, I did notice like on on the Instagrams and whatnot. I was like, damn, Greg's Greg shit is growing, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm just a huge fan of that dude. We of course, you know, we met on boot camp, okay? Yeah. And, uh, we actually have we have a podcast somewhere on my podcast. It's still no way. Podcast. It's, uh, yeah, it's uh, Boot Camp Brothers. <laughs> I need to find that. That is hilarious, oh, dude. It was dude. It was <laughs> back when I was still smoking weed on my Instagram and just like being oh, a no. fucking degenerate like so be, beware uh i don't i don't know what kind of whack shit was said on that shit but i think it was a good one i'm sure it was a good one it's got greg on it so it's got to be a good one of course dude yeah. boot camp brothers or uh, i i don't know I, don't, I did another one with somebody called we met in a sex cult i don't know that may have also been greg i don't know but... okay <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious you know what was cracking me up um, a what? few hours ago was I, I was not on Greg's Morning Hustle's call today, but you know, Greg, he always, he's always so inspirational. He's always got something really, really awesome for you to chew on mentally. Yeah. And on his Instagram story, you know, how he does his marketing for his Instagram story. And he was talking about, you know, it's really important the kinds of people that you have in your, it's, I'm going to do the Greg voice. Okay. It's really important the kinds of people that you have in your life. And like, you <laughs> that you got the quality you got to make sure that you're screening for the right characteristics <laughs> who do you actually want in your life like i'm so fucking happy that my business partner isn't trying fucking oranges on instagram you know like i found that so funny and so <laughs> i literally i literally um got out a sheet of paper and i drew some oranges just for greg just to show my appreciation to show my appreciation i found that so funny oh that's fucking funny have you done any of these stupid fucking push-up challenges oh i've done one of them i've done one of them can you do a push-up i can do a (laughs) push-up can Can you do a push-up i could do a couple push-ups you know just the just the blue belt and jujitsu i don't know i might be able to do a few push-ups not too bad not too bad yeah i'm on i'm on a whole workout plan like my oh. my life right now is super regimented. It's like I'm in the military or something. Um, I'm Dude, not doing military level the, workouts. That's the way to go. Like blocking out your time, blocking out your so time. Key. Like actually, fucking, it is absolutely crucial. So like, so so run us through it. What 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 are you doing at six fifty nine a.m. Yasmina? Six fifty nine a.m. At six fifty nine a.m. I am most probably journaling. Yeah, right. I, I get up at six fifty. <laughs> do my whole morning routine. I got an app very recently called Routinist that kind of gamifies it because something that I found myself doing is, you know how you know something that's really good for you? Like, you know that you will feel great when you do this thing, but then your brain in the moment is stupid and it rationalizes itself out of it. Like, <laughs> oh, I don't have time to do this one yeah. step. And, and then your whole day falls apart because you don't do that. Yep. So there's this app called Routinist that gamifies your morning routine. So essentially you put in um, you, you put in like every single step of what you want to do in your morning routine and you put in a sort of time of how long you think that's going to take and then to, to get to the next step you need to actually tick it off and you can't skip any steps 
So you have to go through the entire routine to finish it. And if you want to get a streak, then you've got to finish all your routines, you know? So like that's really helped gamify it. So I do my morning routine. I'm super productive. I'm studying for hours on end each day, like making these, making all of these notes and um, working on other stuff around that when I can. And uh, yeah, morning routines are everything, man. Yeah, what the fuck are all those notes? Because I see, and it's just like every little square millimeter that paper is written on. What are those notes for? So as you can imagine, they work you hard at Hogwarts with a Wingardium Leviosa. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. Um, But anyway, uh, yeah. Okay, but I can just imagine you wearing a fucking witch hat because you always have that fucking right douchey baseball hat on. But the the witch <laughs> hat would just take it to a whole new level. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. The witch hat. I have plenty of. Those. I'm sure um, you do. Yeah. But yeah. What? So you, what basically, you, what you got what do you, you got like uh, witchcraft, astrophysics, or what? You know, I wish I could do astrophysics. I've got a friend who's really good at that and, like, is obsessed with space. Um, But, yeah, like, because basically I'm studying business at Cambridge, right? And so we've got all of these subjects. They teach you anything in there? (laughs) Actually, surprisingly, yeah. Um, So it's, like, economics, accounting and finance, operations management, organizational behavior, quantitative methods, uh, marketing, like, you know so many negotiation like so many different things and so currently to revise my exams i'm condensing down each topic of every subject into one page and so i've got to make it really small but when you get a one page overview it's so it's so much easier for it to sink in Mm. um but it's it's a mare making those notes i've got like 60 overall or like 60 to 70 that i've got to make yes uh so it's it's a lot of pages but it's going to be worth it well, of course, it's going to be worth it. It's very interesting. Uh, that makes yeah. a lot of sense that you get it all down on one page. There's something about your yeah. brain being able to see everything in one place that's, like, really powerful. You know what makes such a difference, especially when it's with your own handwriting? I honestly believe that, you know, with your own handwriting, it's a struggle because you've got to make it all. But when you actually forcibly sit down and write stuff out, your brain is forced to absorb the information. You know, when you're just reading it, you it's very easy to oh, skip yeah. over when you're typing it you kind of become this robot autonomous automaton so you don't there's no variation because it's just keys but when you're writing it down it really does sink into your brain and um so whenever you're trying to learn something definitely write it down physically uh, even if yeah, it I, sucks I can, I can totally relate because i'm i'm fixing to sit down after we get off here and do uh, uh review all my traders journal posts in our facebook group and like mm. i man i mean i've seen the the growth and progress in in my trading fundamentals just grow exponentially just like and god dude i did i did client calls in the month of february with no days no way yes and so like that's like that's like three a day minimum uh yeah exactly live trading so basically yeah and so which is a damn shame because i didn't start recording this shit until recently but i don't know you know like when you're first starting out you know, you don't really feel like you have the confidence necessarily and all that. Yeah. Shit. But now I definitely know I do. Right. I got like, I don't know. I just signed up another client like right before this call. Right. Had to delay the yeah. call. Had a spontaneous Boom. sales call come in. So that was great. And um, what I call a hustler. Oh, dude, you have no idea. I- I'm the high vibration hustle. Damn it. 
And, yeah. <laughs> but uh, just yeah, um, write, writing it out, you know, and, and solving it to other people and explaining it to us. So many people just over again. I mean, it's just like, yeah, I literally because and now literally when I sit down to go to trade, I don't even have to think about it. It's just so yeah. automatic, dude. Like, I don't, I literally, like, if I try to think about it, like, I'll fuck it up. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you know, so you don't, ingrained. Yeah, you don't try to, like, you know, consciously think about how to shoot a free throw. You just shoot the fucking free throw. So, yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, you know, that's my goal for all of my traders is for just be like this easy and effortless habit, right? Because yeah. we're, we're scalp trading, okay? And so we're, we're, yeah. we're literally like catching breakouts, right? Like, if you could, like, Imagine like catching a butterfly in a butterfly net. Like it's a little bit like that. <laughs> I know it's like a yeah, yeah, sure. yeah like a, like a very strange analogy, but like I mean it really is, right? Like the, the the price is moving, we're watching the price action, we're looking at the charts, we're reading the level 2 and the time in sales, and when you when you see that fat burst of green come through on the level 2 or mm-hmm. I'm sorry, on the time on the time in sales and you see the price ap- approach the breakout spot on the level 2 I mean, it's just like, okay, I'm yeah. in five cents under, I'm out five cents over, you know, stocks move dollars every day. All we need is 10, 15 cents and you got a green day. Dope. Only like, like 10% of that made sense to me, but like, <laughs> <laughs> like seriously though, that, Come that's on, Cambridge. sign that you've really mastered your craft. Like when you don't even have to think about it, when it's automatic, like I can totally relate because I'm a pianist. Um, I play the piano. And so I find okay. that when I'm really in my flow, and uh, like I don't think about it, and my brain is in la la la, my brain is on a cloud somewhere on a different planet in a different parallel universe, and yeah. the piece sounds perfect. And the moment my brain snaps back to reality, and I start like, oh, what am I doing? That's when everything goes to shit. Isn't so, like that's when you know weird, that you've man. really mastered it. It's so strange, isn't it? It's so it's strange. Super yeah. weird. Uh, yeah, I mean, have you ever I heard think- of the book? Have you ever heard of the book called Incognito, The Secret Lives of the Brain? Yeah, Are you there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I missed that. The Secret Law of what? Yeah, the uh, Incognito, The Secret Lives of the Brain. I have not, no. Oh, dude, you'd love this book. It's by uh, Dr. David Eagleman. He went, He was a professor at Rice University in, in Houston, and... Uh, such an interesting book this guy just has such an artistic way of explaining the brain um i mean i, I read it when wow. i was like 18 and it, it just completely changed the way I, I even look at humans uh it, yeah it was deep man it was deep yeah that's so cool i'm looking it up right now i'm gonna put that on my recommended list i think i honestly Truly. it's so important to understand the brain like if you don't understand how your brain works Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, we're not people; we're brains. <laughs> uh, um, it, you know, like like everything you do is is not going to be as effective because you you you've got so many biases, like so many, yeah. and there are so many ways in which you're wired, and your brain kind of works against you in a sense, and it works yeah. against your goals. Um, yeah. and that's why you decide. You know, I find it so funny when people are like, "Well, I don't feel like doing this thing right now," and. I, I, I find it really funny because whenever I listen to my emotions and when I listen to like what I feel like doing right now uh-huh. in the aftermath, I always feel worse. But when I put my emotions aside and actually do the thing, even if it sucks in the moment, you know, afterwards I feel so great. Like there is nothing like it. 
And I think you, you were just talking about how you did 72 client calls in February. Mm-hmm. It's like you did so much. It's like your confidence is confidence is literally based on competence. Mm-hmm. Like, are you competent? Can you do the stuff that you actually set out to do? Can you achieve the goals that you set yourself out to achieve? And then when you can do that, you're like, wow, I can do stuff. Yeah, I am pretty gangster, aren't I? <laughs> but if you just sit, if you just sit on your, your bed and watch Netflix or because you feel like it or you, you draw fruit on your Instagram because you Ooh. feel like I don't know I don't even know where Greg has got this fruit on Instagram thing from to be honest but if people are doing that I find that hilarious <laughs> um, yeah. no that, that's super crazy man I, I just want to circle back to a point you made about the cognitive biases and how um one thing that I heard Derek say that just fucked me up dude was I was like he said he said the guy that won the Nobel Prize for discovering the cognitive biases has to has to be consciously aware of the biases. Like it never mm. goes away. Like like you don't just like win one day. Like you're yeah. basically just like you said. Like you're always fighting against your emotions and uh, um, your, your your own biology, man. And yeah, um, you know I'll, I'll say this though I. Um, if I meditate on my goals enough and I get cognizant and clear enough of my goals and what I'm really trying to accomplish in a short-term and long-term fashion, um, my, I, I I don't, you know, my emo, my, my emotional intuition will start pulling me towards those goals rather than like shitty biological drives. Yeah. Exactly. You need to understand how to prime your brain to want to do those things. I mean, that's that's when you're getting to the really meta stage. That's that's when you're getting to like, you know how they have those funny memes and it'll be have like these five levels and one will be like a face and then the next one will be like the universe is in the head and it's exploding and that's like the top yeah, level. Yeah. Like that's yeah. like that's like the universe exploding head level when you can actually trick your brain to want to do like to actually actively want to do those things. Um, um, yeah, I, crazy and like visualization is amazing as well. When you visualize stuff and you picture it in clear detail, it really hypes you up. And then instead, because you're thinking, because I think a lot of people who don't really do stuff, they don't have a vision for the future. They don't have a positive vision of exactly what they like, the kind of person that they want to achieve, or the kind of impacts that they want to have, or the kind of life that they want to live. And because they don't have that underlying why. Um, because they don't have that reason to do something, then then they just then they just don't get out of bed because they're like, well, I, I don't got no reason to. But when you've got really clear v- reasons, and then you like visualize it, and put yourself, put your brain in front of that every day, you don't even need discipline because your discipline you don't need to be disciplined because your why drives you. Your why gets you doing all this stuff. No, it really is. You know what? I think I think pe- I think people think they know what they want to do and Mm. but i think it's like you said like they don't go deep enough with it like they don't like fully zoom out of their little life that they're living now and they go and they don't they don't picture the clear end result and they you know like 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 fuck the steps okay forget about the steps just for two seconds take yourself out of where you are now and put yourself where you want to be and imagine what that would be like and um I don't know. This is kind of fucked up. And, and I think it comes from a different, a couple of different things. But like, I feel like I, I don't know if maybe if it's because I'm already living it 
and I've actually put in the work, but like I feel like I've gotten like a little bit worse at that in a certain sort of way. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't, I literally it, it's fucked up, man. I don't like it, but I and maybe maybe this is just because I don't smoke a quarter pound of weed a month anymore. <laughs> I don't know, but life just feels a lot less enchanted to me now. Like I, I don't mm-hmm. know if it's I think it's because I've kind of grown up, right? Like I'm 26 now. You yeah, know, I'm not fucking like 21, 22, right? Where it's just like you just kind of have this like idealized version of what it's going to be like on the other side of your goals. Mm-hmm. And n- not that it's any less great than I wanted it to be. Like, dude, like shit, everything I've ever done successfully has literally worked out better than I projected that it would. Yeah. And yeah. like, n- and, and even that being the case, um, I think when you actually put in the work, and I think this is why so many people don't do it, is it kind of disenchants whatever like vision you had, right? It's like it, like honeymoon phase versus what it's actually like, you know? Yeah. And, and I think, you know, that's, I don't know. I think it's kind of, I don't know. I think maybe if I didn't have that kind of like that like naivete and that uh, just kind of like enchanting with what like, you know, like this like idealization, idealized version of what reality is going to be like in the future. If I, uh, mm. you know, when I get there, I don't think I would have ever actually gotten there. OK. Yeah. yeah. Right. I feel but I think, you. Yeah. I think you actually have to have that. And then I think when you do get there, you can't like you can't just like throw your hands up and be like, well, this isn't what I thought it would be. Well, no fucking shit, because you you. You had an idea of what the reality would be like, but you, you know, the actual reality, right, will persist longer than, you know, your idealizations or delusions. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, if you think about, um, it, it, it kind of goes into the concept of the hedonic treadmill, which states yeah. like, you know, Ooh, like, that thing's nasty. Happiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like every day is going to be kind of the same. And so even, once you've achieved those big visions and those big dreams, Obviously, that's not something that happened overnight. That's something that really happened gradually over time. And I've had this too. It happens so gradually that you don't even notice it. And then you look back, like, a few, you, you look back in your past and you're like, a few months ago, like, I wasn't even close to the state. What? And then, like, you, yeah. you got further than you thought you would. But at the same time, I think that's why it's important to, um, you know, you need to have goals, you need to have visions so you do stuff and you actually get to accomplish the things that you want to achieve. But it's also important to understand sort of how happiness works and then just being okay, like being present and in the moment and, you know, that there is some woo-woo Eastern bullshit out there, but there is also some solid stuff out there and just sort of understanding how you can be completely fine in the moment as well, as opposed to just thinking about the future all the time. I think really helps with that. But I think what you're saying about the visions is uh, so key as well, just because, I mean, that's what every entrepreneur does. Like they don't think right. about they don't think about the steps. Like if you think about Richard Branson had all these crazy ideas, and right. um, he he didn't think like I, I don't even know what he's doing now with this weird hyperloop speed train <laughs> thing. Like, it sounds like something out of this world, but uh, you know he he hasn't figured out like he didn't like sit down and map out his battle plan to create that. He was just like, okay, well this is what I'm gonna create. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to make know it what? happen. I got two things. I got two things I want to bring to the table on mm. t- like with what you're saying here. Because on the other side of this like kind of disenchantment, I think that you can – I think we none of us really realize how far we can get. 
I think that yeah. you can get, I think if you get on the path, you will actually get so much farther than you ever would have thought that you could have. It, it, it's just mind numbing. And then uh, uh, on the second part of that minute, I think that like that, all, everything we just kind of mentioned really the key to it all is just putting one foot in front of the other mm-hmm. and just taking the steps and getting from A to B. But like, you know, you have your, your long-term goal, like just kind of like whatever it might be, those idealizations, mm-hmm. but just, I mean, and I'm sure you can relate to this as a, as a fucking Cambridge student. Like, I mean, if, if you were to sit down and think about all the homework assignments and hours you are going <laughs> to have to do. Oh man. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> right man. versus just versus like oh yeah let me you know one assignment at a time right yeah what baby steps like just, just one at a time you can't do everything at once you know and I, it's so true man like I started on the sort of entrepreneurial journey well like six months ago seven, seven months ago something like that it was like yeah, September right around you know? when we met it was September yeah so it was like you know the fact you know, when I started my podcast I could not even have come close to imagining the fact that six months later, I have connected with people who are seven figures, eight figures, um, in communication with nine. Uh-oh, uh, you got too excited. You, you, you cut out the signal. You got too excited. Oh, uh, sorry. What, what was the last thing you heard? Uh, nine what? Oh, I was saying in communication with people who are nine figures in revenue, like nine oh, figure, Jesus. nine figure net worth. Sorry, and it's just like the fact that they're like, oh yeah, like I scaled this company to billions in revenue. Like the fact that I'm connecting with those people, that's not something I could even have come close to and picturing six months ago. Six months ago, my 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 mindset was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna do something. I'm just gonna do something. I'm gonna see what I can make happen. I'm gonna chip away at it every day. I'm going to seek out the opportunities and I'm just going to go for it. That's all like, that's all I really had in my mind. I didn't really have an end goal or an end vision, but because I kept working at it every day and because I just went for the opportunities, even if I was scared, I was like, screw that fear. I'm just going to push through it. And now I'm where I'm at now. It's just like, right. it's kind of out of this world to me, you know, but actually I say it's out of this world. It's not out of this world to me. It's just my normal reality. And like emotionally and internally, nothing has changed really. I'm just like, oh yeah, right. well, that's just my life. It's just my life, you know? Right. You've normalized it. And and that's yeah. actually a key thing that I do with my traders is I have to normalize this new reality to them of being able to make hundreds of dollars in less than a minute. Right? Yeah. But on top of that, I want to bring up a concept that I found to be so valuable that hmm. just like really transformed my whole perception of entrepreneurship. Mm. And that is the, the concept that the process is the reward. Yeah. Like just getting to do what you're doing is the reward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, that's the reward. Exactly. The fact that you're making that happen. The fact that you're working on the things that you want to work on, that not someone else has decided that you work on, but you actively have chosen to. That is the reward. It's like, let, it's let me like ask you this. Let me ask no, you it's this. like fun. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Do you have like, like what kind of level of respect do you have for like employees? Minimal. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, same. It's just like, yo, like 
how can I respect that, dude? Like, you, uh, like, you just take orders all day, as Derek would say, probably from some fat bitch. (laughs) 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 Like, I mean, you know, like, don't get me wrong, okay? Duh, no fucking shit. We need those people. Yes, fine, okay? But you know what? It ain't gonna be me. Okay. You know what? I'm going to add some nuance to that. Like, I'm going to add some nuance to that. So, yeah. You know, there are a lot of people out there who, you know, really enjoy what they do as an employee. And they like, Uh that's the kind of life that they want to live personally. It's not for me. It's not for you. But that's something that they want to do. And they found meaning in that work. And some some people just really, really enjoy their jobs. You know, with those Mm -hmm. people, I actually do respect them because I'm like, you know what? You've decided what you want. You've decided what kind of life you want to have you have agency over it and you're working for these various companies and these industries, these charities, whatever it is, and you're doing something that you want to do. Um, Where my lack of respect comes in is when they're doing that, not because they want to, but because that's what society told them to do. Or they think that like, they just thought, Oh yeah, you know, my mummy told me to do this. And so I'm doing this now decades down the line. I hate my life and I hate my wife and I hate, god like that's those are the kind that's where i have no respect that is the point where I'm no i literally i literally couldn't have said it better myself yeah. like i i completely agree with what you say there because it's like it is it's just a like if they're happy dude i'm all for it i am yeah. all fucking for it like totally but it, like you said it's, it's it's when you know they're you know they're miserable like they hate their wife and they hate their kids and just yeah. they're just they're just building up that resentment and you know what a lot of times man it's just not even their fault right i mean it's just a society we live in i mean like you know what i'm saying i mean they didn't like yeah i mean dude i've been an employee before you know like dude i used to work at a daycare you know what i'm saying like yeah, like k through six man like you know like that was super fun though dude i got to play dodgeball for like three hours a day like it was lit yeah <laughs> yeah it was yeah, interesting man. yeah yeah but um, what else, Yasmina? What else you got on your mind? Anything? I was about some. I was about to say something really deep and profound, and then I forgot Damn it. Me. You know what? You I've done that a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's probably it's probably gonna come to me the moment we finish. Oh, it's just come to me. Okay. Um. Yeah. So you were talking about you know like the society, and I think I honestly think that the education system like is so wrong on so many levels. Like really. Yeah, so not necessarily university level, but I mean before that, you know, school. So right because basically, I mean, what I think is funny is that the way that the education system is set up was literally for people in the Victorian era who were like, yes. you know, industrial workers, and they had to go to the factories, and they didn't have the internet or anything, um, and that was kind of the way it was set up, and it hasn't changed since then, and so. Now, it hasn't changed drastically, what I'm saying. So, And now what's happening is, you know, there's actually a reason, you know, the whole nine to five, there's a reason for that. That hasn't changed either yes. because, you know, back in the day when we had factories and it was the industrial era, they opened at nine and they closed at five, which is why everyone gets up at seven and has breakfast at eight. And it just hasn't changed, which I think is crazy. You know, it's, it's over a century later. And then the, the whole idea in school is like, you're, you're learning things that you can Google in a second. But you're not actually learning. School <laughs> is supposed to prepare you for life. That's that's what I was Oof. told the point of school is. And everything that I've done that has really prepared me for life has not been taught to me by school at all. Like it doesn't teach you how to learn 
like actually how to learn. It just tells you what to learn. It doesn't teach you how to solve problems creatively. It doesn't teach you how to manage your finances. It doesn't teach you how to take care of yourself. It doesn't teach you how to meditate. It doesn't teach you how to work out properly. Yeah, it's got PE lessons, but it doesn't teach you the, the methods of how you can actually work out properly. There are so many things that it doesn't teach you, which I think is crazy. And instead it's sort of this indo like gradual indoctrination process of, you know, you, you show up at a certain time and then you get told to do something and then you do it and hand your, you do your homework and hand it in like a good little boy or girl or person. Um, and then and then that kind of indoctrinates you over the course of 18 years. So when you come out of that, people are perfectly trained to be employees because an employee just shows up at a time that they're told to and then they do what they're told to do, you know? And so yeah. you, you literally spent like a couple of decades being trained for the job of being an employee instead of being a leader or being a thinker or, you know, thinking out of the box or thinking creatively um, or making real impact in the world, you know? No, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I remember like personally me, I mean, I, I remember about when I, when I kind of started to realize this and it just, I remember feeling like actually tortured going mm. through school. And I just remember just being like, Oh my God, like, I'm being forced to literally waste 18 of my years of my life learning this horseshit garbage that's not going to help me. It, half of it ain't even true. Second of all, it doesn't even, it's, it's going to do, it's not expanding me. It's, it's not practical. And mm -hmm. what really gets me is like these people that like, they, you know, they just go with it. And they just mm -hmm. act like it's all fine and normal, but they don't uh, acknowledge, like what you said, how it's a completely outdated system, the whole thing. Yeah. And it just, it is amazing, like how uh, far behind, right? Like there, there's like two uh, uh, ends of the spectrum of society, right? There's the people that like, I mean, not to toot our own horn, but like people like us, all right, that are like mm -hmm. on the like, like the forward thinking Right. We're on the we're on the fucking we're thinking about the future, man. We're like, OK, this is what it's like. But what what should it be like? You know, like if we were to take into yeah. account all the data that we do have available to us, all the studies about everything that we do have, what could this look like? And then there's people that are just dragging ass on the other side of it, like the fucking P.E. teacher that just, you know, like not even teaching kids how to exercise. Like, how do you fuck up a P.E. class? Right, oh, and like, the, the PE teacher will be fat, by the way. The yeah, PE yeah, teacher oh, will be yeah, fat. exactly. Fat ass yeah, fucking PE teacher, right? <laughs> we got you know teachers of finance that have never run a fucking business in their life, right? Like, yeah. why do you like you know like the most basic of things, right? Like we know for a fact, like yoga and mindfulness just literally make your entire day better, right? Like just yes. simple thing. Not not only that, also like they've done the studies, dude. They've done the studies. The like the sleep mm. patterns that when you force teenage teenagers need to sleep like 10, 12 fucking hours a day at a specific time, right? You need to go to bed with the moon, rise with the sun, shit like that. Yeah. Like yeah. you it just fucks your brain, the whole system up. And it's just like and it's it's just garbage because it's just this this system that we're forced to. Because, dude, if you say no enough times and you don't do what they say, they're going to put you in jail. They're going to put yeah. you in fucking jail if you skip school enough times. Don't ask me how I know that. And it's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it, 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 I mean, you know, we, you know, it, you know, 
as a young, you know, reckless, ruthless, you know, my brain's half formed fucking young male. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking outside of the box in all kinds of crazy ways. And I'm like, you know, yeah, you, you know, we're free, like to an extent. Right. Like yeah. it's, it's all kind of like this, like, you know, like kind of, and, and I mean, like it's, it's really been being shown right now with this crisis is like, it's all this like kind of weird, like very fragile societal illusion that we all kind of mm -hmm. operate within kind of just to keep the peace. Right. I yeah. mean, and then, and then what got really wacky was like, you know, the, like the, like the liberal movement, like the far left movement in the, in the United States just got super weird. Like recently, mm -hmm. like in the last five, 10 years, man, like, like it, like the, as you know, like, you know, I don't know what it's like over there in Cambridge, but at least like here, you know what I mean? Like we got safe spaces and just outrageous fucking shit. I like, I never even in a million years, like as a child would have envisioned that, you know, in call, you know, we're going to have safe spaces in college because your soft little ears can't, you know, hear something like that's the point of, you know, you know, uh, uh, like educated discourse right to have you know a, have a thoughtful conversation about society and this and that and then just kind of at the end of the, right and then we got you know a uh you know a government on payroll you know so mm -hmm. like even the correct things can't be, be implemented yeah, yeah i mean it's, it's really interesting the way that politics has changed i mean i'm not going to say anything like directly political here but the one thing i will say is um <laughs> You know, universities are literally created for discourse. Like a university right. is a quote-unquote safe space for debate. You know, um, it's, it's supposed it's place, to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a place where you're supposed to be able to debate and give whatever opinion. And I think what's interesting is when there's a mainstream opinion, and when someone has an opinion that is not so mainstream, it's looked down upon just because it's not mainstream. But that doesn't mean it's incorrect. It just means it's a different perspective. And I think in academia, debate is necessary almost because that only through debate can you come to new creative solutions and only through debate can you create real change. And also only through debate can you actually um, can you actually enlighten people and change people's minds about things just through a, a debate or a conversation or a discussion. If you mute and silence someone about an opinion that they have, then they're just going to hold on to that opinion and become resentful. And they're, they're going to find, you know, all sorts of ways through confirmation bias to just confirm that their opinion is true. But actually, if you allow them to speak about it and then you engage them on their opinion and then you have a discussion about that opinion, you might actually end up through that discussion changing their mind. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's really interesting. And I think muting people doesn't really make much sense. I also oh. don't believe in political correctness. I, uh, I love saying whatever I want, you know. <laughs> oh dude, yeah i mean <laughs> yeah me too right i mean i think i mean you know that, that's the first amendment like like literally the most important thing right that they fought kings and queens and like this what we just said like wars have been fought over just mm -hmm. to give people the right to say what they want and that's why what jordan peterson was did was so important right was he mm. you know he uh fought that uh i don't i forget the exact term for it but like controlled speech basically mm. um with all those fucking whack-ass pronouns which is like derek would call it, it's just a list of people to make fun of right <laughs> like, mm. oh dude like i mean you know 
in certain ways, I was abused as a child. And in certain ways, it was just kind of like harsh parenting. But um, frankly, I'm pretty much just thankful for it, dude. Because, like, I'm not some snowflake. Like, 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 try to hurt my feelings, dude. Try. Like, you know, I can't, you know? I can't even imagine you bought her. Like, I'm trying to picture it and I can't. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, there's just, there's just nothing you're going to say to me that's going to hurt my feelings. And yeah. I, you know, I, I, I don't know exactly where that came from, you know, but uh, that, that, I mean, that it really is the truth. And I think I, man, I just feel really bad for anybody going through life in a way that's like, you know, X, Y, and Z post, you know, somebody said so-and-so and oh, now I'm hurt. Right. And I mean, like, I mean, even the people I really give a fuck about, I, I, yeah, you know, I'm just like, you know, you can think really whatever you want, man. You know, I, I don't know if you know, like, it's actually, like, really funny, too. Uh, I'll give an example, right? The first time I ever met Derek, okay? Yeah. Uh, the, the second time I met Derek, when I actually met him on boot camp. First time I met him, World Summit in Miami. And that was when I signed up for the five boot camps. My first boot camp. <laughs> uh, we're going around the circle. And, um, you know, I, 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 I mentioned all these things about, you know, this, that, and the third, and, and what I've done so far, and this and that. And he, he's like loving it, right? He's like loving it. He's like, oh, you know, he's like, dude, yeah, you know, you know, top 1% ass kicker in the world. You got a blue belt. You know, you did Jeet Kune Do for two years. You know, you've done business, right? You, you know, you do have 80 credit hours in school. Okay, great. And then I, I, I say, yeah, I think I smoke a little too much weed, you know? <laughs> and he just goes cold. Just nothing, right? And, That's so um, funny. Oh, dude! He, no, no, no! He, so he gets, he literally, he just, he just, he just goes, he just goes next, <laughs> <He's fucking laughs> next. And, and, you know, I, I, you know, we after later on, we get out of out of out of the boot camp. We're going over to the club, right? And I, I kind of just, I yell out to just kind of the group. He was like somewhere else. I just yell out to the group. I was like, really, guys? Like, this is where we draw the line in our sex cult is fucking weed. Like, you know and it's super funny, dude, because, you know, I have I have other mentors I respect and I, uh, you know, different things. And, and um, I gave that one a long, hard thought. Right. And um, at the end, of, I kind of, you know, I eventually came around and, and just kind of stopped smoking weed like I did just to be a better person. Right. But mm-hmm. uh, it, it, at that moment, and I was like, fuck that guy. I don't give a shit. Like, I was like, I, I still went out that night, still pulled a beautiful woman, like not literally not ego hurt at all. I was just like, yeah. okay, Derek, I, like, I just found it fucking weird, frankly. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Like, yeah, but, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, I do get it, right? You know, like if, you know, if you're going to be a serious person in business and, you, ha- ha- you know, not that I even want business partners or employees or anything. I have a whole opinion about that, but like, you know. Mm-hmm you don't want to be high all day okay you know yeah. you know your, your your clients don't want you to be high all fucking day right yeah, so sure uh you know I, I i i nip that in the bud for my own reasons um but he he definitely did help me with that and i am glad that he did yeah i mean that's awesome and that must have been so because we were we just met and you just quit like the day before or something uh mm-hmm. the conference in new york that must have been so hard like going Yo, and you know what I'm gonna say just from my perspective like you seem bright and chipper and happy and you know happy-go-lucky and free but like that must have been a struggle but it didn't it didn't show itself you know 
Oh, I appreciate that, man. I mean, I, I that when we I was literally going through withdrawals. Like I was, I was. I mean, you smoke a quarter pound of weed a month, you're gonna be physically fucking addicted to weed. Fuck the mental part, right? Hmm. Uh, it, you know, it's funny, dude. Remember what? I don't. Were you there when I got on stage? I went first and I did my pitch. Mm, I can't remember it. Right on, uh, dude. I got up there and I went first, right in in New yeah. York at the business conference and. Dude, I had the worst fucking anxiety attack I've had in a long time after I got off stage. I was like, no I like, couldn't breathe. It was like fucking with me. And like, dude, now like I don't even have any weed. I literally don't even have any weed. Right. Like, you know, fucking crazy you that is. Like, that's insane. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. That's crazy. That must have been real hard. That must have been real hard. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, the real bit, dude, the, oh, my God, you should have seen me when I was an alcoholic. Whoo! Oh, man. <laughs> you know, I mean, two DUIs later, you got to make a choice, right? I mean, fucking either, either just end it all and just fucking off yourself, dude, or, or you got to go the other direction and just, yeah. I mean, I... I, I I really don't touch alcohol, and if I do, when I do, it's just purely socially and, and, mm. and very little. So you're like, wow. huh? You're like teetotal, isn't like you, you just don't drink, you don't do drugs. I feel like such a good girl. Yeah. No, yeah, I, re- I mean, dude, look, I mean, I've smoked enough DMT to fucking. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but- like literally, I think I've smoked DMT probably about like fifty to a hundred times. Oh in my wow. Life. Well, yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And here I am. I've never even been drunk before. This is hilarious. Um, you know that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it doesn't. I'm sure it doesn't. Um, like, like, oh my god, it, it all makes sense now. You've never smoked weed, have you? Nope. Uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I was just too curious. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I was just. You know, and you know, because like the weird thing is, right? Like Derek's dad was a cocaine dealer. Like my dad was a cocaine dealer at mm. one point. Okay, like you know how fucking crazy you gotta be to get yourself banned from Holland. Banned from Holland. Banned from Holland. My father is banned from the country of Holland. <laughs> does does it all make sense now? <laughs> Yeah, but I can imagine when you grew, you grew up around that kind of stuff. You're naturally going to draw towards it. Right. Because that's I mean, what your environment is like. So you're naturally going to gravitate towards that because that's what you know. I mean, yeah, sort of. You know, it was it was before I was born. Thank God. But um, yeah, it, mm-hmm. I mean, I literally, I, I know I have like the alcoholic genes, right? I know I have that genetic component. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's, you know, I mean, you know. Me and Cocaine have had a couple good times together. We'll just say that, right? But, um, all right. I, I mean, but I, I, you know what? I mean, and, and no, no shade on you, right? But I mean, like, I don't like have any like disrespect toward anybody that like tried things, right? Like they tried things and it's like, okay, you know, you tried it. And then, sorry, you know, I missed oh, that last bit. Oh, are you there? Yeah, you're, you're cracking up. Is that my connection or is that? Oh, I don't know. My phone, my I'm phone sure might be is. overheating. I don't know. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, we're we're we're, yeah, we're dropping um, too much fire, Yasmina. Too much fire. This conversation is too dope, so the technology <laughs> can't even handle it. Um. But yeah, man. Yeah. Like, I think 
Yeah, I mean, I my the thing is, my personality is drunk. Like, I'm told that I have a drunk. I, this is an interesting thing. So everyone tells me, because I've got a lot of energy, uh-huh. right? And so everyone tells me, oh, you've got such a drunk personality. And it's like, it's, it's, it's interesting because in Britain, mm-hmm. um, people are so repressed. It's so <laughs> funny. It's like this full societal repression of your personality in the UK. Because you need to act in a certain way and things are hashtag awkward. And, oh, you need to be, like, proper and all this kind of stuff. and so people are socially conditioned, especially in Britain, to not express themselves properly. And so what happens is, like, there's a, a huge obsession with alcohol in the oh, UK. God. And just people go out and they drink hard. Like, like the French are disappointed. They think it's unrefined. <laughs> the Italians think it's unrefined. The Brits just go hard on alcohol and they're mixing, like, ye- they're doing, like, Jaeger bombs oh. and mixing, like, all this crazy stuff together. Um just to get drunk and the reason is is because the personality is so repressed right. um you, you drink all this alcohol and this sort of escapism you probably don't like your life anyway um and then you get drunk and then anything that you do or say or feel like doing the the alcohol it sort of enables that crazy behavior and so the next day when someone was like oh my god you did blah 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 you said blah 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 that was like a real opinion blah, oh my god how controversial and um, they can just say, oh, yeah, I was, I was drunk. And they can blame it on the alcohol. And, you know, I've never needed that because I just express myself like, you know, I've not always been like this, but now I'm at a stage where I just, I say whatever I want, whenever I want, whatever I feel like it um, in most situations. And so I don't, like, I don't need the alcohol. And I think that's where the whole drunk personality thing comes from. But, like, it's crazy. No, it's, it's, crazy. it's interesting. People are so impressed. Yeah, it's, number one, I didn't, I didn't really i don't know if the accent fools me into thinking you're super proper or like what it is but like um mm. that you know no that makes total sense and i mean i you know my dad was like that you know i was lucky enough to i was lucky enough to have a real alpha male for a father that dude doesn't give a fuck okay and um, yeah you know i uh also like I, i'm from texas all right like we do what we want you hear me you know, like, um, I hear it. I hear it. Yeah, like, like I have like an actual uncle named Rick, right? Who like had a pet. <laughs> no way. Yeah, had a pet boar. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, for real. Legend. That's it. That's as Texas as it gets, right there, right there. And um, that gummit. Uh, we uh, no, I can totally relate to what you're saying, man. Uh, I think that's really awesome, and I, I have a lot of respect for people like that. And I mean, I can't imagine being of any other. I can't imagine being just like so weak-willed and so weak-minded and like meek and meager mm-hmm. that I would ever be worried about, you know, what you know, so and so would think or say about it. And like to like to the point that I actually like censor myself into not saying or thinking or doing things i mean that's just i i don't i, I don't even know what kind of person that is <laughs> you know what i mean yeah for sure and i mean the funny thing is that it's not i mean here's what the, here's where the funny thing is you know when you're with your friends or your mates or you know your inner circle your you can be completely yourself with no problem you don't need to filter yourself you don't need to think about anything you have no agenda and you'll just say whatever you want and most people like that anyway with their inner circle right. But the moment it comes to strangers or like people that like acquaintances that you don't know that way, like the neighbors or something like that, or like your coworker, and then all of a sudden you care what those people think. And those people don't even have much relevance in your life. No, they got none. Like the only only people where I really care about what they think is the people who are really close to me. 
you know, because I've got to maintain that relationships and keep the communication right. open. But the great thing is with those relationships, we completely each other's selves and that's totally fine. But then people actually care about people like their neighbor. They're like neighbor, they're like loser neighbor that's got like nothing interesting <laughs> going on in their life. And they care about what that person thinks of them. I think that's so funny. It's fucking weird. And you know what? It, it's, it's really sad. Like it's really, and I think for them, I think those people are, are, uh, incredibly two-faced, right? I think that's just a, a real form of, of deception and, um, just, uh, you know, inauthenticity, um, you know, it's just the, it's yeah. the inability to express themselves. And it's like, I don't know, man. I think, you know, I think some adversity in life is good. I think, so, you know. You know, I don't, I don't like problems any more than the next guy. Okay. And I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was joking with somebody else the other day on one of my podcasts. I was like, dude, nobody has fucked me over. Like I have fucked me over. Okay. And I, think, oh, I, yeah. I, I think that's actually true for all of us. Right. I mean, I think 90% of the time at the end of the day, I mean, unless you just get T-boned in a car, you know, I yeah. mean, 90% of the time our bullshit is our fucking fault. Mm. And you know, oh, definitely. I mean, the only way out, dude, is to own it. Is to own it. Yeah, one hundred percent. You need to take full responsibility, and we can take this. We can circle this whole thing back to the coronavirus situation, actually, because when yeah. you talk about, you know, most people fuck themselves over. Um, what are most people doing right now that they're at home? They're watching Netflix. They're on Instagram and social media all the time. Yeah. They're doing nothing useless and creating nothing. They're like, I literally see people like planning out movie marathons. Like, I'm going to watch the whole of Lord of the Rings. And I'm going to watch the whole of Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. I'm going to watch the whole of Orphan Black or whatever it is. Um, and I think that's just so sad because the most amazing thing about, you know, obviously it sucks. And, you know, there's, there's, there's limitations on our freedom now. And a lot of people are getting sick. And it's like the economy is a disaster. But yeah. there's so much opportunity now. Like, in terms of, you know, I've, I've heard crazy things going on in the stock market, but also just from like a personal perspective, you don't have so much time. Like, you know, when you always talk about like, oh, I wish I had the time to uh, learn a language or I wish I had the time to learn how to break dance or I wish I had the time to call this person or I wish I had the time to this and that and that. I, had, I wish I had the time to read this book, or whatever it is. Bro, now you have all of this time to do all of the shit that you always wanted to do. <laughs> And you're spending it on Netflix. <laughs> so angry. <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm angry. <laughs> Yo, you tell know, me I'm, about it. Tell me I'm about sad. it. I'm like, you guys, like, like opportunity cost. I I hear you one thousand percent. I mean, you hear me on on the gram every day. Hey guys, learn to trade. Learn to trade. You know, you can. It can yeah. be done in twenty minutes a day, right? I mean. I, I completely mm-hmm. hear you, man. And you know what, dude? I, it, to your point, like, I mean, I love pleasure as much as an, I'm as the next guy. I mean, I I really like to have a good time, okay? But yeah. like, there it, that hedonic treadmill, man, is a nasty fucking thing. And it's just like, it's fun. I, I I posted me the other day, and it was like, you know, the definition of poison is having too much of anything. Like, there is a tipping point to where, you know, a good, you know, too much of a good thing turns into a bad thing. And it's just funny how life works like that, man. Like, like you really can't just sit on the beach and drink mimosas forever and be, <laughs> yeah. be, be fulfilled. You won't be. I don't care who you are. I mean, 
you know, you can you can be as delusional as you want to be, but somewhere deep down in you, you're gonna feel like shit. Oh, definitely, and it 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 eats away at your soul, you know, like bit by bit. It's like this little ant that's just like chipping away at your soul every day that you're like that. And I remember a few years ago, I was reading the subtle art of not giving a fuck by Mark Manson, and he talks about the idea of happiness and how yeah. happiness is all about solving problems. That's literally like humans are wired to solve problems. You're never gonna be like there's no, there's no such thing as a utopia. It's impossible to build a utopia because there's no such thing as, you know, humans thrive off gossip and all, all the bad stuff that's happening in the world. That gives you know that gives you all the drama series that are so engaging. Mm-hmm. That gives you the news that everyone seems to be addicted to for some reason. Mm. Like, you know, there's no such. But humans are built to solve problems, and we're neurologically wired to to want to do that. We want to make things better, and so the only way that you can truly find some sense of happiness is if you're actually working on something. If you spend your whole day on the beach sipping mimosas, there's nothing that you're really working towards. It's just kind of like you're in limbo, you know, like you're in purgatory or something. Absolutely, man. I've seen it in my old man uh, when he basically quit working, and I've seen it in myself. Um, yeah. I mean, dude, I mean, I, I, I've had literally, I think, as much fun as a human can possibly have uh, yeah. a- along the way. And there does come a point where you just go like, well, what else is there, man? I mean, there's got to be something else to this shit. And like you're saying, I mean, it is like we are wired like as humans to, yeah. uh, you know, and it's weird, man. Like you, you can, you can only get away from it for so long until your just your, your DNA kicks in and goes, look, man, like we got to do something productive here. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was like you were talking about the other day about the slingshot effect, um, mm. where you forcibly kind of take a rest day or a couple of rest days, and you forcibly stop yourself from working, and then you suddenly get bored, and you're like, you have that itch again. You have that itch, you're like, I need to go do something now. But it's actually really interesting, because I remember uh, like some point lo- late last year, um, George Takei, the guy who was in Star Wars, uh, yeah. was Star Trek, I think. Um, yeah, he came to speak at the Cambridge Union. He's like... I don't know how he is, but, you know, he's he's in the sort of retirement age stage, you know? Uh-huh. And uh, we were, I was talking <laughs> to him afterwards in the bar, and I, he was talking about all of his plans and all of the things that he wanted to do. And he was like, yeah, and I want to I don't write this book, and I want to do this, and I want to do that. And then, like, someone asked about, like, retirement. He was like, why would I retire? I don't, why would I retire? I've got so many things I want to do. Why would I retire? I've got so much, like... Time is boring, and I'm like, I'm completely paraphrasing there, but you know, it's like, I mean, you know, I find that I also find that interesting uh, as a sort of society model is the fact that, you know, you're taught, oh, you know, just put in the work, you know, just work for this company, and you stay with this company, you stay loyal, and you provide your family, and you work your ass for decades, you work your ass off for decades. And the big promise at the end, the big promise is retirement. This is my big promise and my big dream is retirement. I get to retire and live a life of leisure. Um, and, you know, what, what happens like 10, 20 years after retirement, you're dead. You f- oh, you know? if, 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 you, if you make it that long. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's crazy. And it, it's just so sad how people are living for the future. It's like when you think I'll be happy when. Ooh. I'll be happy when this happens. I'll be happy when that happens. You're never going to be happy. Fuck no. Is, <laughs> no. Fuck no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the process is the reward. You know, I mean, you, you, that, I mean, you know, 
sometimes I get kind of annoyed with myself, right? Because I went to my first real estate seminar when I was like 18. And uh, like, I, I knew enough to be dangerous. Like I knew enough to get a deal done. But uh, I, uh, I got off. I, I was kind of on this like, learn everything I possibly can about everything and have as much fun while I was doing it. And so that's kind of what I ended up doing until I was about 24. When I started, when I, right when I was about to turn 25, when I was 24, I got real serious about executing. I was like, okay, that's enough. Like, I don't need to know another goddamn thing. I have all the information I could possibly fucking need. Um, I've had a shit ton of fun, man. I've, I've had an ungodly amount of fun from 15 to 25. Um, it's time to get real serious now and just execute. And that was tough. You know, it was a tough transition to make, but it, it was just so apparently necessary that, you know, just learning as great as it is, uh, you know, learning don't pay the bills. Okay. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, you know, I think, even as somebody, you know, in uh, academia and university, like, yeah, I think even you kind of realize that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, academics are broke. Academics yeah, are yeah broke. academics are broke. Yeah, exactly. They're so broke. And I think it's, it's funny, like, I've been there. I've been there in my life where I just think, oh, I just need to read another book. I just need to read another yep. book. Yep. Oh, God. Another yep. podcast. I need to read another blog. And I spent so many years of my life just not doing anything. And years. Started, years yeah and I, I only really started implementing on like stuff I mean this is entrepreneurship <laughs> specifically this is entrepreneurship specifically I only started implementing there six months ago and you know with like even if you like implement with just 10% of the information even yeah. 5% of the information you're gonna see way more measurable results than anything you would have seen because if you don't implement anything you're not gonna get any results you're just becoming a store of knowledge. You might as well sit on a mountaintop somewhere in a cave, <laughs> like with the oracle, as like, oh, I'm the oracle oh, wizard one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And an eyeglass and a crystal ball, you know? <laughs> I remember feeling like that. I, mean, I you, know, you know what's funny is I feel dumber now than I did like three, four years ago because mm. I was just so steeped in this like uh, ritual of learning. Like, I mean, like, Dude, I learn shit every day. Like, I mean, and uh, mm. it just, you just, but like, like now, you know, cause it's funny. I was talking to somebody the other day and it's like, you know, it, it doesn't take a whole lot to make money, to make money. You got to have courage and you got to have commitment. Uh, yeah. And then you just got to go execute on a, on a, uh, on a few, like pretty simple ideas. You know what I mean? Like, it, there's, there's yeah. really not a whole lot to it. Yeah. You got to have the, the balls to go do it. Yeah, exactly. Like, how much more money are you making now that you're executing as opposed to just accumulating information? Oh, it's fucking silly. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking silly. It's, it's unbelievable, man. And, um, but, you know, I think part of that was, you know, I did have to kind of find my thing. Right? Like, yeah, for sure. I, uh, for sure. That takes know, a while. A, yeah, it does. And, you know, you got to try a lot of things. But, yeah the only way you do find your thing is by trying a lot of things. So, yeah, you know, nothing, nothing wrong there with that. I think, I think as long as you're doing and you're trying, you're putting yourself out there, you're taking a little bit of risk. I always look at it like this, man. If you walk out the front door, you could trip, fall, break an ankle, 
Okay, fine. Breaking ankle is not that bad. Go to the hospital. It could get infected and you could fucking die leaving your front door. Okay. So mm-hmm. to me, there, there, there's nothing is any more risky than anything else to me. It's all the fucking same. And uh, yeah. I think that's kind of allowed me to, I don't know, maybe do a few dumb things, but also do a lot of really smart things and put myself out there in a way that other people just can't. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And I think a lot of people are scared of failure. But if you look at anyone who's actually achieved anything, they've failed several times before they've achieved that thing. So it's like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. you've got to actively seek out failure. You know, Try stuff. If it doesn't work, fine. You know, the, the best case is you get a mentor and you learn from all of their mistakes as opposed to your own mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah that, that's going to shortcut your learning curve. But if you don't try stuff, and you don't do stuff, you're never going to get anywhere. You know what I mean? exactly like that's why one of my favorite things i've ever heard derek say is like there is not a single person that has made it to the top and made it in a really big way that did not like royally fuck up along the way like just like a gut-wrenching embarrassing heartbreaking failure that uh without making it you know without that happening you would you would never make it top everybody in, in, in any successful way has had those things happen i'm really looking forward to that day <laughs> oh dude i i have a couple i could one, one day one day i'll share a couple man and it, it, it's just so appalling <laughs> i mean yeah. even even i'm a little bit has i think i just want to make it more right i want i want to get a little bit more fuck you money and then yeah, I'll share yeah. those, those things, yeah? Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, yeah Yo, Yasmina, thank you so much for coming on the quarantine cast, girl. It's been an absolute pleasure trying with you, Phil, as ever. Hey, we're go- we'll have to do it again. Uh, where can the people find you? The people can find me on Instagram at YasminaRTE. Um, and I also, that's Y-A-S-M-I-N-A-R-T-E. Um, okay. And I also have a podcast called The Young Entrepreneur's Journey. And you can check that out on Spotify and iTunes. And if you're listening to this over the next couple of days or this week, I'm actually working on something awesome with my business partner, Greg. And we're doing a free training at highstatusblueprint.com that you should definitely check out because it's all about how to raise your value and then communicate your awesomeness to other people so you can explode your network. Mm, seriously, people, go check that out. All right, Yasmina. All we'll right. Talk soon. Peace.